Welcome to episode nine of Land the Plane Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Land the Plane Podcast. My name is Dustin. I'm Jonathan. And we are here, ready to roll, ready to bring you another great episode. We're just going to call it that straight up. Yeah, front. it's going to be great. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Great. Hope y'all are doing well out there. We thank y'all for tuning back if in. If we say it's going to be great like four more times, they may actually believe it. <laughs> they believe it now. <laughs> great, 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 great. great. <laughs> But, you know, hey, uh, we're going to have some fun, and we're going to dive into some topics tonight. Uh, I'm excited about tonight's discussion. Jonathan, I'm glad you you joined me this, this, this yeah, episode. Yeah, I thought I'd do something different and actually be here. <laughs> it's very appreciative since we're at your house. At my house, so, yeah. So, it's good. so uh, how's life been treating you, Jonathan? Good. It's actually been really good. Um, I have my family back in town and uh, and all those kind of things, so... Yeah, that's been good. That's good, I guess. Yeah, I mean, most, want, most of the time. You like them to have them around most of the time. Yeah, so actually, um, we just got back in from a, you know, they went to Kenya. Uh, my wife and two of my kids went to Kenya for a uh, mission trip. And we actually just got back in from uh, a, a dinner that we did with the mission team. Mm-hmm. So that was that was pretty cool. But it, it made me think on the way home, I was thinking, because we were talking about different, you know, traveling and doing different things. And it, it made me think about um, the, the trip that we took my oldest daughter on to New York a few weeks ago. And I thought of, I thought of something that I should share with you from that trip that I've not really, I don't think I've told you about it. No, man. I'm anxious to hear. I've been, I well, feel like you've, too anxious I feel like you've built up the story a little bit, so I'm, no. I'm fired up. No. So anyway, my, you know, we took my, my oldest daughter, she's graduating high school, um, took her up there for her senior trip. And there were, you know, I mean, there's several things that she wanted to do. You know, I mean, when you go to New York or whatever, it's like, I want to check these things off. And in and, and a few things, she even had like on her bucket list. It's like, this is a bucket list item. You know, oh, she's starting early. Yeah. And, and <laughs> one of those things um, was actually going and, and getting like takeout Chinese food in the little box that you always see. Like on TV, you know, they always get Chinese takeout. And they get it in these little boxes. You can, you, can you not do that here in Arkansas? Yeah, but we're not in New York. Okay, so. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's because you watch TV shows and all that kind of stuff. They're always the in the big cities. York, yeah. And, you know, they do that kind of thing. Walking down the street with your little boxes. It, okay. Yeah. So, we were, we were like, well, yeah, well, that's, that should be easy, you know. So, the one time we went to go grab some, we, we got tickets to a Broadway show we're like, well, before the show, I'll run over to this Chinese joint, get some takeout, bring it back to the hotel, sit in the hotel, getting ready for the Broadway show, eating Chinese takeout. I mean, that's perfect. Out you of know, the box. Yeah. Out of the box. It's perfect. Perfect. So I'll go down in that, and the place is closed. <laughs> kind of in a permanent fashion. Closed. Oh, like it'd be yeah, shut, it's down. Like shut down. So, uh, you know, obviously would that strike out right there. So yeah. went back to the hotel and we we're like, well, Hey, you know what? We're in the city that never sleeps. Right. I mean, New That's York true. city never sleeps. So Broadway w- went to the Broadway show. It was a fairly early show. Oh, so you went without food? Like, like you skipped dinner? <laughs> no, we actually, um, we went to, we grabbed a, 
like a sandwich or something okay. before, you know, beforehand and went to the show because really we just wanted a little bit of Chinese. Um, so we got finished with the show like 930, 940, you know, something like that. So found a, a couple of Chinese places, um, you know, on maps and stuff mm-hmm. and went to the closest one. Well, apparently they stopped serving like normal food at 10 o'clock. Man, this is New York. It's that's, New York. That's, that's when the night just it's was not just started. New York. We were on Broadway. <laughs> I mean, like we had just seen a Broadway show and went like three blocks down and joined, you know, no. So it was like pull up another because there's a lot of Chinese restaurants around. So walk to another one. No, chef has already left. All they're doing is like dip some stuff. It's like. <laughs> Not fried rice. You don't want that you know? put in a box. Yeah. You so know? it's like, okay. So so we started to gather. You can't get Chinese takeout in New York after ten o'clock. That just seems strange. <clears throat> I, yeah, for a city that doesn't sleep. Yeah, you ain't eating Chinese food. They, I mean, they've got it on Law and Order all the time. <laughs> you know. So it's like okay. So you know what? Tomorrow morning. We're getting up, eat breakfast, all that kind of stuff. Got a couple more things to look at. We're leaving town the oh, next day. I thought you were going to say you're going to have Chinese but, for breakfast. I was like, well, no. I don't think it's going to work. <laughs> no. So we're like, we'll we'll do we'll go into Chinatown. I mean, if I can't find Chinese food in Chinatown, something's wrong. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we walked around a little bit. Actually, went to one PP. You know, if you watch Blue Bloods, you know where that is. I do not. If you, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's it's where the NYPD. Like the police commissioner is, that's like, his office is in one uh, police plaza, kind of. Gotcha. Yeah. Anyway, so for all you Blue Bloods fans, it's not a really impressive building, but it's cool. So anyway, <laughs> so walked down to Chinatown from there and walked into the first Chinese place that we really saw. It was like, hey, this, you know, cool. Looked on the menu, kind of could tell what we wanted a little bit. And I was like, okay, I want. That kind of pointing because this was authentic, you know, and might have been a communication ordered. barrier. Could have been, saying. you know, but I ordered, and there's there's the little boxes back there, you know, little boxes. But he grabs a plastic bowl and starts putting our order in a plastic bowl you, instead you, of the box. You stopped you know? it, right? I I attempted to, <laughs> so I looked at him and and I was like. Uh, can can I get that in in one of the to go boxes? For y'all that don't know right now, Jonathan is pointing, I'm pointing at me <laughs> yes. like I'm the box. Yeah. <laughs> He's pointing very diligently <laughs> at the box. I was like, "Well, will you please put it in a box?" And he turns around and gets the box and and you know, like, is this what you're talking about? I'm like, "Yeah, that in a box, in a box." And I laid five dollar bill, like an extra five dollar bill on oh. the counter. Oh, and I'm like. Real, I know this is crazy, but so you're I big really time needed in the box. You're like impressing you know? him big time. Yeah, the $5 dropping, dropping a Lincoln but on the table. Anyway, I'm like, just just put it in a box. And he was like, no, leak. It'll leak. I'm like, I don't care if it leaks. I want the box. Please can I have the box. No, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. It, no, it's the same. And he just kept on saying that and took the box and put it back where it was. Did he would not and let you have a box? He would not let me have a box. I was like, okay. It's because right. he's, an, he's an artist. Yeah. He's got to present his craft in a, in a plastic tray. But that doesn't leak. In, well, yeah, it didn't <laughs> leak. So, we're like, you know what? There's another Chinese joint 
across the street. So we walk over there, and they actually had fried rice. And we're with like, the hey, food. That's, you yes, got we food already had one. food. You didn't yes, leave. No. Th- okay. We took the food with us. And so we walked into another Chinese restaurant with food. Walked in there and like, can we have some fried rice? And then we looked around and it was like, wait. And looked everywhere. No boxes. <laughs> so I'm like, do, do you have little to-go boxes? No. What? You, no to-go boxes? And they held up what they had, and it was like a like styrofoam cup kind of things or plastic bowl kind of things. That's no fun. So, I mean, at this point, it, we just give up. We we give up trying to get takeout Chinese food in New York. Man. Just when you thought you could believe everything you see on TV, yeah, and it's just false. Now, <laughs> now, what's even funnier is the next night we went to Buffet City here <laughs> and got the time. Got the. <laughs> Did they have the boxes? We box? got the boxes. I mean, Here, good they, old they just send Arkansas. it. Yeah. So, really, Chinese takeout in Arkansas is more authentic than in New York City. <laughs> <laughs> you get the box. Yeah. That's what's important. So, I mean, we, we got a really good story out of it and we still laugh about it. It's pretty funny, but mm. we, it's still on our bucket list, I guess. I don't know. But you got the box. I mean, how picky. <laughs> it's just one of them things, man. Oh shoot! You well, just man, wait till your two girls grow up. Uh, mm. uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. That just thanks for giving me nightmares, John. <laughs> well, um, you know, hey, thanks for that story, Jonathan. That was uh, you're welcome. All those things I saw on social media about you being a great dad, you know, maybe they're true because you went above and beyond, even though you did not get the box. Yeah, failed <laughs> you, miserably. You gave it your effort. Yeah. All right, man. Well, we're going to jump into tonight's topic and, and, and get moving through there. But You mean our topic is not Chinese food in New York? No, no. But but did you know that um, Jesus, he took some trips every once in a while? Like, took some took a vacation? Did you know that? On like a three-hour cruise kind of thing? No, he went to the sandy beaches of the desert. <laughs> <laughs> and he was there for 40 days. <laughs> Don't we all wish we could take a 40-day vacation? 40-day vacation. That'd be awesome if it was real. <laughs> yeah, that would be very nice. But uh, no, that's what we're going to talk about tonight. Though we're gonna we're gonna discuss a little bit, and, and clearly we know we're being a little funny here. It wasn't a vacation for Sacrilegious, Jesus. Religious, yeah. maybe. <laughs> yeah, we, we don't want to get ourselves too much trouble. But uh, you know, soon early on in in Jesus's ministry, um, it was actually right after he was baptized by John mm-hmm. the Baptist. He uh, pretty much went out into the desert for forty days by himself, alone. And he faced temptation. By himself and alone. By himself and alone, yes. Yes. you got to reiterate how alone and by himself he was. Yes. But I guess he wasn't completely by himself because the uh, devil, Satan himself, showed up and offered him all sorts of temptations, you know, and we're going to talk about those tonight. And really, it, it focuses on three three specific temptations. We're going to talk about those, but... What it really boils down to is he was there for 40 days, and he was dealing with the devil the entire time and going through what he uh, was was tempting Jesus with. And one thing that we got to remember, when we go on vacation, you go and you have some great food like... Chinese food, right? Well, you can you can try. You to. can try. Yeah. You had good food. It just wasn't in a box. Jesus, when he went out to the desert for these forty days, he fasted the entire time. Yeah, and I don't think the podcast is long enough to really go into 
exactly what that looked like. Yeah, yeah. But we will just say, in case you don't know out there, fasting is doing without food so that you rely solely on God, really, basically. I mean, that's the idea, kind of go right. into this. And we, we don't we don't suggest that anybody goes out and do a 40-day no-food fast. You no, know, I tend to break fast every morning. About <laughs> 7.30 is called breakfast. <laughs> it's the name. So that's usually what happens in my life. But, uh, yeah, it, it, we won't get into fasting and the, why it's good and stuff. We're not going to focus on that part tonight. But it's important to the story to know that Jesus was without food for 40 days. And, and even though he is... God, you know, he is part of the Trinity and everything. Um, he was still in human flesh and man, and to do without food is a big deal. So um, he was going through some different challenges and temptations. So the 40 days passed. Uh, he gets to the point where obviously he's hungry. He's physically weak. Um, he's been in the desert. Uh, it's not like he's been in our air-conditioned houses here. <laughs> He's gone through a lot of trauma, a lot of difficulties, been tempted by Satan the entire time. But at the end of these 40 days, he really gets hit with these um, three three big temptations. And that's what we want to talk about tonight because we know as people, as believers, as just people walking the face of the earth, we are constantly bombarded with different temptations to lead us astray. And so we're going to look and see how Jesus responded to those temptations, how he handled them, and... Um, Hopefully, uh, we'll learn some stuff out of this tonight, too. So, first of all, I call these, Jonathan, the three P's of temptations. The three P's. The three P's. All right. Now, uh, the first one we're going to hit is, we're coming from Luke. It's where I'm going to be reading from, just just so y'all know. It tells a story in a couple different places, but it's all consistent, so don't worry about that. But basically, the first temptation that Satan comes at him is it was with, he says, um, if you are the son of God, command the stone to become bread. So it's like the first thing that he attacks or he goes after with Jesus. Hey, man, I know you've been hungry for 40 days. Why don't you just uh, turn that stone there and uh, command it to become some bread and eat? That I mean, that sounds... Sounds pretty reasonable. <clears throat> I mean, yeah, that... that yeah. Yeah. So um, I think automatically, um, you know, this first P is physical needs. Um, this is what Satan was looking at. He looked at a man, he looked at Jesus and saw that he was hungry and said, you know, when, when you get to that point of when you're doing without, you, you instantly get this, well, you get this desire. You want to you satisfy, you want to um, give yourself nourishment, you want to make yourself feel better. And so he wanted, you know, of course, I think in some ways he wanted to eat, you know. Yeah. I mean, I, I would imagine there is a little bit of hunger, you know, stomach growling going on. Yeah, blown yeah. up. So, Okay, so I'm going to stop you Oh, because I have a question. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> I love questions. So what's the big deal about him turning? I mean, it's like I'm hungry. I can turn stones into bread. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, well, I mean, you know what? Because I ate, I ate today. Yeah, me too. A couple times. <laughs> and I don't think that it was the devil tempting me to eat. Right. And if he so, had, I mean, I don't know that it would have been bad. I mean, I don't know what that. I don't know what that work looks like. Mm-hmm. So we talk about physical needs, and uh, we talk about, you know, who are you counting on to take care of your physical needs? And we're not talking about wants. All right, we need to clarify that we're talking about physical needs, the things that you need as a person to survive or to cope or to get through 
what he's doing. But when we talk about physical needs, it, it all boils down to whether or not are you who are you relying on to take care of your needs? Are you so concerned about your needs and so overwhelmed by your needs that you spend the majority of your life pursuing those needs? And I say needs very, very. I don't know the word. I'm, I want loosely. To, yeah, I want to put up quotations, <laughs> but yeah, very loosely. So, because so can they go on into into the wants area? It definitely I mean, can. That... Yeah, um, but the problem is, is, is we chase, we start chasing after our wants. Uh, we, sometimes we we start to believe that our wants are our needs. You know. Yeah. And like so I really need that extra cookie. Most time I do. It's a proven fact, <laughs> but yeah, exactly. Like we we start to to look at those things and we get that 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 mess up of what is a need, what versus a want. Right. And but here's Satan. Here's this enemy that 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 roams the earth that we know is there, and that he's looking at those things that one some things are just physical needs, you know, that we need to survive, and um, we get overwhelmed or we get full of I gotta go get that I gotta go pursue that I gotta go take care of myself I gotta go provide for myself I gotta provide for my family all these things and nobody else is gonna take care of me I gotta take care of myself or you know we we turn it into wants I'm gonna go after these wants it's because yeah. hey it's what I want but you know I think what what the way Jesus responds here says man shall not live by bread alone that's how he responds to the devil I mean I don't think anybody should live by bread alone. Well, my turn to ask you a question, Jonathan. What should they live by? <laughs> I think you ought to throw a few tacos in <laughs> every once in a while. Occasional buffet. Yeah. Pot I mean, spaghetti. Even Chinese, if you can find in it. In a box. In a box. In a box, so you'll probably starve. Yeah. But, I mean, it really comes down to, to what is this thing that, that, you know, what are we supposed to live by? And, it, and we're supposed to rely on God there to supply our every need. Now, He's going to prevent... He's not always going to give us all of our wants, so be careful getting that confused, but he's going to provide our needs. He's going to supply what we need to survive. But is that hard, Jonathan? Is that hard to to accept that if you're hungry, God is going to feed you? That he's going to provide it somehow? Yeah. Well, I think when it, and when it comes into, I think as Americans, this is really difficult, mm-hmm. honestly, because... I don't think there's been a time in my life where I didn't have what I needed for for my physical needs that that I didn't have it right there. Right. I mean, yeah, I might have to wait a while or I might have to eat something that I didn't really want to eat, but I've never been at a place where I wondered where my next meal was coming from. Mm-hmm. And I think that's for most Americans that that's the case. Um, so I think that's kind of hard to, I think it's hard to put ourselves sometimes in a position where we really feel like what would those base physical needs, you know, what would it really look like to depend on God completely to meet those? So I guess that's where the, I think that's that part of this temptation is a little bit hard for us to grasp. Yeah, and it might be it might be you're right as far as there's not too Needs. many of us out there who is who's literally starving right now, especially living in, in America. We have them. Don't get me wrong. I'm not being naive to, to think that people aren't going hungry here, but the majority of us probably don't know what that's really like to go hungry. You might yeah. have to skip a meal every once in a while or, or miss out, but to be the point of starving or your your life depending on eating. 
a lot of us probably don't have any idea what that's like. Yeah. But do you think these physical needs go beyond food? I was about to ask you that same thing. Ha-ha. <laughs> 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 we, going to get a little PG-13 here? Uh, yeah, I think, I think it uh, journeys into the realm of sexual desires. Yeah. Obviously, I think think it definitely um, goes there of, of what are you – it goes there. It goes to, I think, even sickness sometimes. I'm not saying don't take medicine, don't misunderstand. But what I'm saying is is sometimes we, we feel ill or, or we do get sick and we're like, how am I going to get better? What's going to happen? Where do we put our belief in? Where we start worrying about it and those mm-hmm. kind of things. Yeah, yeah and, and it can overwhelm us thinking about how am I going to be taken care of. And I think it when we start thinking about all that stuff and we start putting it together, I think then it becomes a little more real for folks because you may not be hungry, but you may be a, somebody out there who's dealt with some of these other areas. Right. Um, and and you you – you convinced you need something, and you probably don't. You probably yeah. can do without. But where are you putting your trust in? Where are you putting your faith in? Where are you putting your hope in that you're going to be taken care of? And that doing without, even sometimes, yeah, is the right answer. And I, and just you know, let's let's be real, mm-hmm. guys. Forty days and forty nights without whatever it is. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, we're we're all of a sudden. Um, you know, if we can imagine going for three or four days without food, you know, there's that that appetite for that. And and like you said, there's other areas as well. So and that's where I mean, when do we get tempted the most with with physical needs? Yeah. When there's that physical appetite for those things that that's obviously not getting met right there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean I, I can see I can see several places where that is yeah. Key. Yeah, it's definitely. Um, and, and here's something else. I think it, to know there's an enemy out there. I mean, let's let's make sure that um, there's too many people that don't don't talk about Satan anymore. Jonathan, that's a shame because he's out there and he's real, um, and he's looking for those moments. You know, he's looking for those moments of weakness, and he's looking for those moments where he can get get a hold of you or get after you. And, and he knows, you know, when you do without, it's it's hard and. I think really what it boils down to me in, in this one, and you can tell me if I'm if I'm crazy, is suffering from a physical need does not give you permission to sin. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Am I saying that right? So Just, Robin Hood, not it's not not a good thing. No, he probably wasn't. Robin from the rich to give to the poor yeah, so they could eat. Understand where he was coming from, but probably His heart not was the in the right place. Right thing, maybe. Yeah. Oh, but, I mean, how many times we hear that? But I think that's what it boils down to is is it doesn't just because you might be doing without in a particular area doesn't give you permission to sin. What it's to challenge you to do is to put your faith and put your hope and put your trust in God that He is going to provide for you just like Jesus did. That He's going to meet desert. that need instead of whatever way there might be to meet that need. Mm-hmm. Okay. And him meeting your need, like I said, is, is different than the way you may think your need needs to be met. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. I think that's good for the first one. Thank you, Jonathan. <laughs> I agree. All right. Let's Moving. go. Let's go on to the second one. Second one is when he was out there um, 
It says basically Satan took him up and and showed him all the kingdoms of the world. Uh, kind of just gave him this image, and of course Jesus knows what it looks like. I mean, he's, he's always been around. But okay, so he, he sees this image of the world, and he says to him, uh, he says to you, I will give all the authority and the glory, for it has been delivered to me, and I give it to whom I will. If you then will worship me, it will be all yours. So that second temptation, the second P of temptation, I want to talk about is possessions. Now, this may sound, you may not want to initially equate it with possessions because it's like, here's the whole world, here's the kingdom of God, here's the, what he created, earth, what he created, and his people. And Satan basically says, it's been given to me, I'll give it to you yep. if you just worship me. Yeah. And, and with, with that, even, uh, and this is even another P, <laughs> is position as well. Because in that, you know, he was giving those things to Christ. He was so it was a possession kind of thing. Yeah. But you know, in, in our life, I think in that, it, yes, our possessions and things like that equate a lot of times to positioning. Yeah. You know. That's a good point. Yeah. So so here he is. He says basically, yeah, basically says, "I'll give you all this. It's yours. Only if you forsake God. If you if you." If you move away from him and you come to me, if basically if you leave, leave your faith and come to the world, you can have whatever you want. Yeah. Bow down and worship me. I'll, I'll give it all to you. Give it all to you. Yeah. And man, you know, I think I think a lot of people do that without knowing they're doing it. Yeah. And and I think the draw for Christ would have been there, you know, I can have all of these things, not maybe not materially for him, but it would have bypassed the cross. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. he, he wouldn't have had to look f- toward that pain of separation, of just dying on the cross, those kind of things. It would have bypassed that and then kind of arrived at a pseudo version of that. You know, because yeah. now, I mean, as it is right now, he is God of everything. He is God Almighty. He is Lord of Lords. Um, so everything is his in the end, you know, and and he went through the cross to get to that point. So had he forsaken God, then worship, you know, bowed down to Satan, he would have bypassed the cross. He would have bypassed the pain of the cross and all those kind of things to arrive at a pseudo version of what he has now. Yeah. Yeah, it's saying, oh, yeah, that, that's interesting way to put it, Jonathan. Like, skip all the all the difficulty, all the bad stuff, skip hard it. stuff. Yeah, just forget about that, and let's just make life easy. Let's just yeah. take what you want, get what you want. That Fuf- doesn't sound like America at all. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't. Does no. it? No, huh? No. Uh, but fulfill. And he's basically saying fulfill your wants, but go after and and get as much underneath you as possible. Get as much possessions, build up as much as you can, and and that will take care of you know. Everything else, and and we know. I mean, so I, we got to equate it to to who we are now, and we're dealing with. I mean, there's the whole phrase "keeping up with the Joneses." Like you yeah. feel this pressure as a family. I know I've felt it. I don't know if you've felt it before, Jonathan. Especially as a man and, and supposed to be the leader of your house, that you're trying to keep up with everybody. You don't want uh, you don't want to be outdone sometimes. Yeah. And and it's well, a, and it's I want to give balance. my kids good gifts. I want right. to give, you know, provide for my kids. I want to do this for my kids. I want to do this for my wife. I want to do that. And it, it's a, it's kind of a trap. Mm-hmm. I want to give my child a better life than I had. 
Yeah. And I think, you know, I understand where people are coming from with that, but that there's also a difficulty there of you, was yours that bad? You know, what yeah. is it? Is it, I don't think the way we want to improve our kids' lives or anybody's is just by giving them more and more possessions. Yeah. I mean, how many times have we heard about somebody having nothing and winning the lottery and then they're supposed to have everything? And it just destroys their life yeah. even more. Or, you know, how many people do we hear about who who's gained a lot of wealth and gained a lot of possessions, and then towards the end of their life, they're like, I, it, it, it can't go yeah. with me. Yeah. You know, it's it's staying behind, and, and maybe I chased after the wrong thing. So It's kind of funny. Me and my brother, <clears throat> we had this conversation. It was well after college. Um, so, I mean, it was it, we were out of the house for years before we kind of talked about this. But I was, I was talking to him one day, and I was like, you know what? It took me a long time to realize that when we were kids, we were dirt poor. Mm. I mean, we were poor. Yeah. We didn't have, you know, what I mean, I had friends that would, you know, go to the lake and have the boats and all this and all that. And they, you know, had the nicest of everything. I mean, we had one car, and I'm like, I know how much my dad made. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, but we didn't know it. Like we didn't realize how little we had because my my parents loved us well. We always had our needs met and 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 they they showed us more and they gave to us more than what money could do. Mm-hmm. So we didn't we didn't really realize that we were poor. Yeah. You know. So that that leads us to and I think Jonathan, you're making a great point there. How do we combat the whole idea of possessions and being tempted by possessions because you know some stuff's just cool (laughs) i just want it because it's cool or i want to see this or i want to do that sometimes it's because i feel a competition or if i don't drive a certain car or if i don't have a certain size house then then i'm not competing i'm not living up to what the expectations of the world are you know and then then you're seen as a failure nobody wants to be seen as a failure so i want to see the way jesus responds to this because he says um, when he responds to Satan, he says, It is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and Him only shall you serve. And I think that's an interesting response to this idea of possessions. And so, Jonathan, I ask you, what is he trying to tell us there? I mean, I just want to hear your thoughts. You shall worship the Lord your God, and Him only shall you serve. I think maybe it's where we put our focus. Mm-hmm. Like, what are we focused on? And we even talked about this a little bit in the... In the mission team uh, dinner tonight was, you know, when we're on mission or we're doing a specific thing, it's, it's kind of easy for us to be focused on that, you know? Um, But then when we come back and we get kind of in our daily routines, then we, we start losing that focus and we start, you know, everything else starts getting in the way of that focus. And so I think when we're, when we're focusing on, you know, kind of what those things can do for us. We can focus on the pleasure that they may give us. We can focus on all those kind of things instead of focusing on what God is providing or what we need or what's truly important. I heard a phrase a long time ago, well, quite a while ago, said, whatever is not eternal is an eternal waste. Hmm. And if that's your focus, I mean, what's eternal things? Our wife, our kids, our friends, our coworkers, it, those don't necessarily, I mean, obviously for food and all those kind of things, yes, but those don't cost money. 
Right. You know, it's those temporary things that we're spending all of our money on, honestly. And I think that's when we can get our focus switched. We focus on the temporal things instead of on the eternal things, and that's where we kind of get get messed up. Right. And I think about that word worship, too, that he uses right there. It says, you shall worship uh, the Lord your God, and him shall... You know, it's... That word worship, I think, gets a little misconstrued, too. We hear the word worship, and we automatically think, oh, so I just got to sing some songs. You know, that's what worship is. Raise my hand. It's okay to raise your hand if you want to raise your hand, folks. <laughs> but it's, it's I got yeah. to <laughs> I gotta, I gotta sing. That's not, worship's not just singing. Worship no. to, is, is obeying the Word of God, is, is doing what He calls us to do, is living the life that He calls us to live. And when you do that... Like you said, your focus is on your family, your focus is on the people around you, and your focus does not become indwelled among um, the possessions that you have. It doesn't that that's not going to be your priority. If you sink yourself into what God's calling you to do, if now if you avoid His things, if you don't listen to what He does, it's a good chance you're going to be caught up in I got to have this, I got to have that, because you're looking, you're looking for something else to fill that hole, that void that's left by a lack of relationship with Christ. So. Um, you got to fill that up, and so a lot of times you're filling it up with possessions. You're filling it up with many other things that you all shouldn't kinds be of things. Up yeah. with. Looking for love in all the wrong places. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know we're gonna get a song from you. Yeah. Tonight. All right, let's move on to the last one, Number the last three. P. Um, and then basically, it says Satan. Um, it took him up to the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, "Is it, it pinnacle? Is that the P?" No, no, oh. that's not the pinnacle. <laughs> the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, "If you are the son of God, throw yourself down from here, for it is written." And and he basically challenges Jesus that, you know, if you throw yourself down from here, you can one up God basically because if you throw yourself, you know the angels are going to come save you. He says uh, he will command the angels concerning you to guard you, and and on their hands they will bear bear you up, let you uh, lest you strike your foot against a stone. So he's challenging Jesus to say. Hey, you can go ahead and jump. It's maybe you shouldn't. <laughs> you know, maybe the idea is God doesn't really want you to jump, but you can go ahead and jump because if you do, you are in that place of authority, and you can show basically show God who's in charge. I mean, that's how I, <laughs> that's how I interpret it. And so that third that third P is is pride. Yeah, it's kind of saying like like the devil was kind of saying, "Oh, so you're you, you're Jesus, huh? You're God's son. Okay, prove it." Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. go ahead, go ahead and jump. Show us what's up. Because if you really are, then this is going to happen. But you know, so I mean, it, it, yeah, I mean that's pride. I yeah. mean, we we like to prove to people that we're awesome. So what's the dangers of pride? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> How much time we got left? Uh, yeah. How does pride get us in trouble? Ooh, I mean, these words start jumping in like arrogance and. I mean, there's just so many words you can associate with pride, and so many thoughts and feelings. But yeah, but how does pride get us in trouble? It we basically um, start looking at ourselves as the the only decision maker that matters. We start mm-hmm. getting the focus upon ourselves instead of others. We put ourselves in front of others and in front of God ultimately. Because um, any, I mean, honestly, any time that we disobey God. We are basically putting ourselves in place of God. Yeah, you know, it, it may be for that a very minute amount of time, but when when we choose to sin against God, we are basically saying, "For right now, I'm going to listen to me because I believe I'm more important than you." And, and we don't like to hear that, but that's the truth. Um, 
so yeah, I mean, pride, pride gets us into every, I, I'm, I'm almost convinced that pride is at the, at the base level of every sin. Mm. And it, it may fester out a little bit differently. Um, you know, and I, we may look at John or whatever here, you know, but he, he talks about the three different types of sins. Yeah. Um, but I think they're all, I think they can all be related back to pride. Yeah, it kind of thinks it sounds like, you know, he starts with these two because they're they're very real, they're very personal, and then he he just kind of blows it up with, you know, because if he can get if he can get you to to fall into your pride and get lost in your pride, and then the possessions thing and the yeah. physical knee thing Cuz I deserve it's all, all these possessions. Yeah, you're going to go after it all day. And I don't care what, you know, my physical needs are more important than your physical needs. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Jesus responded with this way. He said, "You shall not put the Lord. Uh, his, it is said, you shall not put the Lord your God to the test." And boy, that's a that's a challenging thing. You know, it's like, what is that test? Is is it is it wrong to to ask God questions? No. Is it wrong to ask for understanding? No. None of those things are. But is it wrong for now? Here's Jesus, and he's saying, "Don't put your God to the test." Is it because he thinks if he if he does give in to his pride, is God going to abandon him? Is God going to be done with him? Would he just hit the ground? <laughs> I'm not not trying to make light of it, but what would happen? Uh, and what is he trying to say here? And I, and I think there's so much of don't assume. Um, that you know the outcome of every situation. Because I think that's where pride can get me sometimes, is I can think it through enough that I know what the outcome of a situation is going to be. So I can just go ahead and journey forth, and I'm going to be all right. Yeah. And the truth is, is no matter how well we plan or how much... Well, Jonathan, I can plan for retirement right now. I can put every penny I make in the bank if I wanted to, to plan for retirement. And I can have these travel plans set up, and I can have all this stuff. But there's no guarantee in my life that I'm going to make it to retirement. Right. And so... So does that mean that we shouldn't plan for retirement? No, it doesn't mean we shouldn't. No. What it means is is we have to be open. I think when you're prideful, you're coming up with ideas for everything, plans for everything. And when you become prideful like that, you stop looking for other direction. Like you just... You don't look at what God wants to do anymore in your life. You don't look at the direction He's putting you in your life. He's You're starting to look only at what you want to do. And so the plans don't always cross ways and match up like they should or would even come close to. Um, so how do we battle pride, Jonathan? How do we deal with pride? <laughs> I got 45 minutes more. No, just yeah. <laughs> how, how do we, because everybody deals with it. How do we work through well, it? Well, everybody has it. Yeah. I'm not sure that everybody deals with their pride. So I think there's this common misconception that not being proud means that you have to think very lowly of yourself and you have to, you know, I'm not that good. I'm not good at this. I'm not good at that. I'm no, I'm not really cool. I'm not, 
you know, it's all of those things. But that I don't believe that's it. Now, obviously, we can think too highly of ourselves, you know, and think that we're the most awesome thing ever. Right, yeah. But I th- there's an old saying, and I'll, I think it's exactly right, that pride is not thinking less of yourself. It's thinking of yourself less. Mm. You know, that, that little bit of thing. It's not, it, it, because honestly, even thinking about how not good you are, you're still thinking about you. Yeah. So it's almost a reverse form of pride. You're still being self-focused. So I guess pride is being focused on yourself, whether in a good way or a bad way. Mm-hmm. It's still focusing on yourself instead of focusing on others. Yeah, it's making you the number one priority. Like I said, in either way. Yeah. And, and you know, I think that it's been a little bit of a common thread sometimes. Is It's either... You know, you're great or you're just terrible. You know, you're either great or you're in desperate need of a redemption. I always kind of looked at it like this, though, Jonathan, that I think you should look at yourself and, and try to look at yourself the way God looks at you. Because He looks at you as His creation, His child, that you belong to Him. He looks at you as... A servant, but he also looks at you as someone who he desires to have peace. He desires to have joy, but he desires for you to to follow the plan he has laid out. So I think if you change your focus from yourself to look at yourself, think about what how God looks at you and the things that He's asking you to do and the way He's challenging you. I think if you put yourself into that, then that need for pride. That getting lost in your own pride, I think that would change dramatically. But I think we spend too much time, like you said, just putting ourselves first, thinking about ourselves first and foremost, what my, what my needs are, what my wants are, all those things. And, and then God's plan is somewhere down there below, yeah. <laughs> somewhere, somewhere, yeah. somewhere distant. And, you know, pride, I wish we could just sit here and we, we never have enough time, but, you know, I wish we could sit here and give you this ultimate. This is how you deal with pride. This is how you get pride out of your life. But if I could do that, then I'd be prideful because I'd be going around <laughs> telling everybody, right? I think, but to me, it's just, it's going to be a constant battle. It's going to be something you deal with, and it's going to be something you need to recognize in all these categories that there is an enemy, again, out there trying to get you to go down these paths. But you gotta, you got to chase after something else. Quit chasing after your, yourself and your wants and desires and chase after finding the the, the plan of, of this creator God. He has something in mind for you. Try to go figure out what that is. Make that important in your life. And I think some of that pride will, will deal with itself. You think? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. In, in, in looking at that focus thing, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe in every each one of these temptations. And it, what else I probably need to say? These are not the only times that that Jesus was tempted. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, it, these are the times that are that are pointed out specifically. Um, but the Bible says that he was tempted in every way that we are. So there was a lot of temptations. Mm-hmm. Um, but I believe in each one of these temptations, he turned. The focus was on him, his needs, mm-hmm. his physical needs, and then what he saw. Possessions, position, that kind of thing, and then pride, his own self. Everything was pointed at him, and what he did to defend against that temptation was to turn that focus around and point it back towards God. But it is, and, and I, yeah. I think he did that because in the with 
man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. That's towards God. And then I think the other two were not having any gods before, you know, not worshiping God or not having gods before, yeah. you know, the supreme God. So in each one of those, he he just flipped the script kind of and and put put the focus back on God. And I think too many times when we are being tempted, we keep analyzing ourselves and looking at the temptation and it's like, okay, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do this. Well, we're still focusing on us and that temptation when we should really probably turn that and point towards God somehow. You know, how is God going to help me through this? Right. How, what would God want me to do right now? What would, you know, those kind of things and, and flip that focus off of ourselves, even if it's good, flip that focus off ourselves and get the focus onto God. And I think he will, he'll help us get out of that temptation. Right. It's, it's, yeah, it's instead of, I'm going to fix what's wrong with me. I'm going to handle everything that needs to be handled in my life. It's saying, give that over to God and say, God, you take care of it. You show me how to take care of those things. You heal me in those ways I need to be healed. You lead me away from some of these thoughts I've been having. And let him do that. Let him be a part of it and show you the way instead of you trying to figure out the way for yourself. Show me the way. All right, before you start singing again, we are going <laughs> to land this plane and uh, it. wrap it up. So um, what I want to do to land the plane tonight is as I, would, I do want to just read you a verse from 1 John. Um, it's 1 John 2, uh, chapter 16. My, my eyes aren't as good as they that, used to be. That would be verse 16. Verse 16. Right, yeah. See, I was yeah. so trying to focus on the number so far away that I spoke it wrong. But it says this. It says, For all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes and pride of life, it is not from the Father, but it is from the world. So really, you want to know how you deal with most of these things? You want to know how you start the path of these challenges? Is this, which one do you love the most? Do you love the world and what it has to offer the most, or do you love God and what He has to offer the most? Which one's the priority in your life? And I think if you do a little self-examining, you'll figure that out. And then, once you figure it out, you can either get on the straight and narrow, get on the right path. But really, look, what supplies what supplies your needs? What supplies your peace and your joy and your comfort? It's not the world. It's not the world. So when temptation comes, uh, be strong. And it's going to, you're going to have to say no. Temptation will come. The enemy's out there. So uh, love God, not the world. All right. Whew. There you go, John. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes, man, we get through these and we're like, that's a big, it's a, it's, it, it can be a big challenge. It's kind of an overwhelming topic yeah, there. Yeah, because it, it's, always, it's always a factor in our own lives, too. So Absolutely. Yeah. So Yeah, just in case you are under the false impression that we've got all this figured out. <laughs> Nope, nope. You've nope, not no. been listening very well. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, we had something exciting happen in the last uh, few weeks, Jonathan. What's telling that? We did. You know, um, we uh, we were we kind of contacted were contacted by that kind of thing. Um, the the Sling Courier, our hometown paper, and uh, the paper paper. <laughs> um, one of the uh, reporters, Sarah, yep. came out and uh, did an interview with us. And uh, she let us know we'd be in, like, the upcoming Sunday paper. And so we're like, wow, that's a pretty quick turnaround. Yeah, we weren't the, expecting that. Yeah, the interview was just a couple of days before that. And lo and behold, we, we get the paper that Sunday morning. <laughs> 
and we were front page, baby. Um, I, so, I had a prideful moment at the gas station. Something when I, I had a what moment when I when I picked up the paper, I laid it on the counter, and I was just staring at the clerk like, "It's me, that's me." Here, let me put my headphones Can't on. Leave so, on the front page. See, so recognize. So that was really cool. Uh, yeah. of them to do that, and very, very honored to to be. Uh, yeah, to be super awesome. And, yeah. You know, we do this. We do this to get the message out, bring glory to God. I mean, that's that's our purpose here. And 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 the paper didn't hide from that. So yeah. greatly appreciate yeah, them coming a good out story. and giving us that opportunity. But I think that's for the show for to this episode nine. Can't believe it's been nine episodes, Jonathan. I know. It's been great. Uh, a couple of things throughout y'all's way, just reminders. Uh, y'all can go out there and visit our website at www.landplane.today. Uh, read some of the blogs we have out there and get connected to the show. Of course, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Land the Plane Today. Uh, Twitter, we're out there too at, at Land the Plane 247. If you want, you can always send us an email at landtheplanetoday at gmail.com. If you have any topics or questions you might want to discuss or, or have us discuss on the show, we'd love to hear from you. And, of course, the podcast, you can be, we can be found on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, anywhere that podcasts are found, pretty much. Uh, just search Land the Plane and do us a favor and click on subscribe there to keep up with the new episodes and, and have them downloaded into your into your phone or wherever you listen, your computer, when uh, new ones are released. And, and while you're there, hey, if you don't mind, if you have the option to give us a review, we'd love you to couple, throw a couple of stars our way. Only only good ones, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, it's below three stars, just moving on. Yeah, just keep going. Move along. Just keep going. <laughs> All right, but hey, we appreciate y'all listening out there and being a part of the show. So, Jonathan, that's it. That's it. Signing off. Thanks, Thanks guys. Bye, y'all.